Welcome back to the Paper Tiger podcast. The Paper Tiger is a student newspaper of Lick Wilmerding High School. This year, we've launched the podcast to give a behind-the-scenes look at how the paper functions and to discuss issues that are important to Bay Area youth. I'm Caroline Kreutzen, co-editor of the Paper Tiger Online. And I'm Gabe Castro-Root, co-editor-in-chief. Election day is just six days away, and more than 60 million people have already voted. Of course, the presidential race between Joe Biden and Donald Trump generates the most interest and attention, but control of Congress is also up for grabs. Democrats are likely to retain control of the House of Representatives and could win a majority in the Senate. One House race that's generated a lot of national attention is in California's 45th congressional district in Orange County. There, Representative Katie Porter, the incumbent Democrat, is facing a re-election challenge from Republican Greg Raths. Porter flipped the seat blue in 2018 after decades of Republican control and is favored to win again this year. Former Paper Tiger editor Molly Weiner has been working for the Porter campaign running phone banks and volunteer trainings. Today, she's here to talk to us about her work for the Porter campaign and the importance of getting young people involved in politics. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. We wanted to know a little bit about why you chose to get involved with Katie Porter's campaign specifically. Well, I had been looking to be involved in some, you know, election work, and I felt sort of weird about doing something outside of California. I think that a lot of times when people, like a lot of people here, you know, are politically involved and often lean pretty liberal, but it can feel sort of intrusive to move somewhere else or I mean now a lot of campaigns are virtual so um you know to be calling in somewhere else um that you don't really have like a good sense of the area um but I think that Orange County is a you know it's a really important district when it comes to you know keeping it blue and um I liked that it was you know I was planning on doing some sort of remote work for a campaign and it was in the same time zone and Um, I felt like I could, you know, connect with the area, like it wasn't so unusual to be someone from Northern California working on a campaign in Southern California, as opposed to being someone in Northern California working on a campaign in Georgia, or that kind of thing. Um, And I also just, um, I love the Congresswoman. I think she's so um, just impressive and uh, brilliant and getting to like sort of watch her be on Zoom meetings with her has been um, like a real privilege. And so I definitely am glad I ended up where I did. Yeah, what in like particular inspires um, you about the way that Katie Porter is as a congresswoman? Okay, a couple things. I mean, sort of the obvious is that she's the only single mom to young children in all of Congress, which is like amazing um, and definitely like plays a big role in her work. It's sort of, you know, she's really big on like affordable childcare and, um, you know, protecting families and such. But I think what is especially cool about her that is sort of unusual um, is that she is a I don't want to, I'm not sure if this is correct. She's either the first Democratic congressperson ever or the first Democratic congressperson in like many, 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 many years um, to serve in CA45, which is like her district. And so she flipped the seat to blue in 2018. And you'll see often people who like have recently flipped seats um, or are in an area that's like pretty swing tend to be really moderate. They like don't come out about they don't really say anything about what they believe or push for like any aggressive policies, but she's definitely the opposite. She's super progressive, you know, Green New Deal, like free childcare, all that. And yet like people are still voting for her and Republicans vote for her. And I think that they see 
you know, her whole thing is like oversight, you know, she has a whiteboard, um, like the campaign sells t-shirts that say, I heard oversight. It's like their whole thing. But um, I think the way that she just sort of like speaks truth to power and is very, you know, direct about holding people accountable, um, that speaks to people across the political spectrum, even though her actual policy is like very to the left. So what do you actually do for her campaign? Okay, so I am um, either called a community team leader or a deputy field assistant. So that means I work under um, a field organizer who is someone who has a paid position. So I'm a volunteer, but someone who has a paid position who is assigned to like one specific turf, so one part of the district, and they like coordinate the calls and such for that area. Um, now it's a little bit different because it's October. So October is get out the vote. So before that, I would um, like work with a field organizer. I would, they would give me a list and I would like make calls to people who had said they were interested in volunteering and I would sign them up for shifts. Um, and I would also make like persuasion calls to the, um, you know, people in the district, the so people who weren't decided about who they were gonna vote for. I would like call them and talk to them about the Congresswoman and then teach other people how to do the same. So like I lead um, like three shifts a week, um, I give presentations over Zoom about how to phone bank, how to use the different systems, and then like help people start tech problems and then like answer questions. And we talk about how our calls went afterwards. And so now I do something similar, but forget out the vote. So, like all of the turf, like all those separate Zoom meetings for like each area of the district have been condensed into like one call. Um, there are either three or four shifts a day, depending on whether it's a weekend or not. And um, you just get people on Zoom, you talk to them about like what get out the vote is, how you, you go through the script, you teach them how to use the, the phone banks, and then you just help people call. So right now we're just making sure people know um, the three ways to vote that, um, you know, we refer them to like the Registrar of Voters website, which is like a really, in Orange County, it's like an amazing website. And so we like give them resources and such. Um, and then if they haven't registered, we like give them resources for how they can register to vote. And you've also been doing some phone banks that were specifically for young people or for people you know, high schoolers. So can you tell us a bit about why you were focusing on those people in particular? Yeah, I think they had sort of assigned me to do these like um, phone banks sort of like within my network because, um, you know, there's, there are definitely people from Northern California, but a lot of people, um, especially because this is a congressional race, um, are from the district and so it is helpful to have more outside support and then um i sort of i started doing phone banks just with my friends or sort of like my immediate circle as a bit of a way to like practice you know like if i mess up you know giving people advice or on the script and such is not as big of a problem if i'm like with strangers um you know if i'm not with strangers um and so i think also you know connecting with your friends like i found that texting people individually um instead of like, you know, social media I do as well, but like really connecting with like each person who I knew had an interest in politics or an interest in activism or organizing or sort of anything. Um, and being like, hi, I know that you're interested in political work. Like, would you be interested in joining me for this is a much more effective way than just sort of putting it out there. Um, and I think that people are generally like interested in getting involved right now, but it's hard for some people to have like an in or sort of to choose what to do um, and also to like make a regular commitment. So having someone who, you know, is close to them, like, be like, I think that you're interested in this because, or, you know, like, support me and come join and having that personal connection and also, like, you know, nagging people a little bit, like, just getting people on it, to, like, keep signing up. Um, 
is helpful because if you don't have a connection, I think like you go to one event or it's, you know, it's fine. But like, if you don't have someone who can, you know, be in contact with you to keep you coming, then, um, you know, the return rate is sort of low. And you talked a little bit about like getting people your own age involved in your work. Why do you think it's important that young people, even high schoolers who can't vote, um, involved in politics? Yeah, I think that this year especially, there's a lot of focus on young people and their role in the election. I know like, you know, the young, like young people have the power to totally sway this election if like they turn out to vote in like the actual numbers of people that there are in this country. Um, so, I mean, I feel like I've seen like this mobilization around voting and also election work in a way that there just like hasn't been before. And um, I think that there's like a kind of, I don't know, people have like really latched on to voting in this like very desperate, like powerful way as kind of like the thing that they can do right now. Or like, you know, when there's so much going on, so many different like facets of the world, like having an election right now, I think it gives people a lot of hope. Um, and then with young people, um, I mean, like so many issues today affecting people and also young people are like really driving movements. And so being involved in the election is just like sort of a second, a second nature to people, I feel like. So with the election less than a week away now, what's, what's on your mind about that? A lot of people obviously are feeling very stressed or anxious um, because it's so close. So, so what have you been thinking about? Well, in terms of Congressman Porter's race, um, I am confident. Um, there are a couple things that make me nervous about it. One is that um, a big block of voters in her win in 2018 were from UC Irvine. Um, so that's like a huge, right? Like young people tend to like lean, lean Democrat. And that is like thousands and thousands of people who were on campus at UC Irvine who tended to lean Democrat. And now um, are not on campus doing distance learning. And so a lot of people are no longer registered to vote in Orange County. Additionally, there have been some wildfires that have broken out in um, Orange County in like the Irvine area. And so that makes me nervous if people aren't able to vote or voting obviously not on their mind or maybe like their home is going to burn down and they're going to lose their ballot like all of that so that has like just happened in the last few days and so um something that's been going on is like now when we make calls we've been making calls like excluding the zip codes that are like directly have been evacuated um and so the first question we ask people is how they're doing with the fires and if they need resources and we have like a big list of resources to connect people to and so that's sort of like first but between a quarter and a third of people have already voted. So sort of getting through that last push of people, um, people who haven't received their ballots, sort of like working out the, um, you know, various like kinks and problems that um, have occurred with the voting system. Um, that's what's on my mind right now. Um, and what has been like the most rewarding part of your volunteering? I think hearing people who have like phone banged for the first time and have had really positive experiences um, and people share like we come we do a little debrief at the end of every phone bank and like ask people how their calls went and people say things like you know I got someone who said they weren't voting and then I got him to say he was going to vote or I talked to a lifetime Republican who's voting for Katie Porter um, things like that also I think um like developing relationships with the field organizers. So there's one woman um, specifically who I like work under and I lead most phone banks with her. Um, and you really see like volunteers, um, people who like come every week or like do three days a week or people um, 
you know, at all, all the phone banks are volunteer run. So there's like a couple people on the campaign who get paid, but really like people who have just decided that like the election is important to them. Like those are the people who are going to win this election, not the people who like do it for work. And so I think that's very inspiring to me. Um, and it's been very powerful to see that it's really just people like old people. There's like people who are in their eighties and people who are like 16 on the same call, um, trying to keep this district blue. And that's inspiring to me. And what are you telling people who ask why they should get involved? Maybe they're voting and they're not sure if it's worth doing something else or if they're too young to vote. I think that, you know, making calls is like, it's a very powerful experience. And I think that, um, there's sort of no other way that you can really like connect with someone and, you know, give them, um, you know, have like a real sort of like person to person connection about voting. And they say calls are like the most effective thing you can do. Um, and so I think just, you know, if you're willing to put yourself out there and to like have an honest conversation with someone, it can be really powerful. Um, and I think especially right now, people don't tend to talk to people out with like across difference or, you know, um, like a sort of across their social circles. And so I've learned a lot from hearing about what people are concerned about. Um, and then when I'm sort of like trying to convince someone to vote for Katie or to like get involved, um, I talk about how in March, like when she was questioning the CDC chief, um, like she kind of single-handedly secured free COVID tests for all Americans. So when I, like I talked to a guy on the phone who like wasn't planning on voting in the congressional race. And then it turns out like he has, you know, three chronic conditions and is like, especially vulnerable to COVID. And I was like, you know, the reason that you can um, get a COVID test regardless of your healthcare status is like because of your representative. And he didn't know that and that changed his mind. And so um, I also sort of talk about that when I'm trying to get people to get involved is like, if you're worried about the crisis right now, like this is a woman who really has been like making it better for the country. And so she's a sort of like a really good person that we need to you know work to keep and yeah as Gabe mentioned before election day is just six days away which is scarily close um what can people do if they're not already involved to get involved between um now and then yeah so get out the vote calls i think basically every campaign is doing get out the vote right now so if there's you know a person you're interested in whether it's um you know the presidential race senate Congress, like even on the local level, more sort of like state Senate, all of those campaigns, um, what you can do right now, you can go to any of their websites, like the volunteer section is like very obviously available um, and sign up to make calls. I would say that calls, every campaign says that calls are the most important thing right now. I think people are really like, everyone wants to text because it's easy, but making calls, giving people the information about where they can vote, how they can vote. Um, and especially in the last few days, um, that information might be different than what they'd previously heard. So, you know, it's in a lot of places too late to mail back your ballot and that kind of thing. So giving people like the hours of their polling place and, you know, helping them find like the exact location and like um, all of that stuff. If someone hasn't received their ballot, like tracking it down, telling them to go vote in person, that kind of thing. So like very just like, we need like people power on the like minute details of everyone's voting and um, making sure that everyone can do that. Molly, thank you for being on the podcast and, and good, good luck with, with Katie's race. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Paper Tiger podcast. If you haven't voted yet, go to IWillVote.com to make your plan today. 
Make sure to tune into our next episode and follow LW Paper Tiger on Instagram or visit our website at lwhspapertiger.org for more content. Thank mm-hmm. you.